Sean Finnegan, and you are listening to Restitutio, a podcast that seeks to recover authentic Christianity and live it out today. Have you ever heard the saying, doing the same thing over and over while expecting different results is the definition of insanity? It certainly sounds foolish to try the same approach over and over thinking something different will happen. So often, what we need is not more education or life hacks, but bona fide wisdom. Today, we are beginning a new series on wisdom. Stan Chi of the Christian Disciples Church in Toronto, Canada, will give you four key points on getting genuine wisdom so you can lead a meaningful and worthwhile life. Here now is Podcast 292, What is Wisdom? With Stan Chi. This weekend, we're talking about wisdom, right? And uh, when I took a look at the menu of messages, I thought, wow, it's awesome. All right, I can't wait. I am so happy this year that I'm going first because I get to relax and listen to all the other ones afterwards. So thank you guys. Now, when we're looking at wisdom, why do we need wisdom? Right? I think that's something that we have to address. Well, who doesn't need wisdom here? Right. Do you need wisdom? Please put up your hands if you don't think you need wisdom. Because if you put up your hand, I think you really do need wisdom. All right. So to a certain extent, we know that we need wisdom. No one here would say they don't need wisdom. But... Who is going to really appreciate wisdom? Everyone knows that they need wisdom, but who is going to appreciate it to a point that they are going to give up everything in order to get wisdom? I think that is something very important for us to explore. So who's going to appreciate this? So I was going through, you know, for the past few years, uh, looking at different testimonies, in particular to a lot of missionaries, you know, who have just given up their whole future in this world and just gone off, you know, to poor countries, to developing countries, to spread the gospel. And when you look at the, you know, what they go through, you're like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm just going to be a Christian, but, you know, leave me out of the mission fields. You don't, you you look at their lives, you're like, oh my, what kind of people want to do that? But then, when you look closely and you read about what goes on in their lives, wow, their lives impacted so many people, right? Such a positive impact. In fact, their lives are so impactful, it is so meaningful, isn't it? So when you look at that, it just really struck me, right? And our pastor also mentioned this. He said, after looking at these examples, one principle is very true, right? Life is not about, you know, how long you live. Life is about how meaningful life really is. You know, how much impact you can make on another person, on a group of people. And to live, you know, I mean, if you think about it, if you spend all day, you know, as a, you can live all the way to 120 years old, but each day, you're just spending playing video games, watching TV, watching Netflix, 
you know, uh, watching one episode, Netflix, going back to watch the same episode, you know, repeating all these things, and you live up to 120 years old. Come on, that's a waste of a life. But if you only live until 30 years old, right, some of you guys, like myself, are already past that age, but if you just live until 30 years old, but your life was packed full of meaning, it can be impactful. Everyone who comes to you gets refreshed and encouraged. Wow, isn't that a meaningful life? But living a meaningful and worthwhile life takes a lot of wisdom. All right? And that's why we need wisdom. Wisdom is only for those who want to live a meaningful life. If you don't want to live a meaningful life, you don't want to be impactful, well, then I've got to say, wisdom is really not for you. You might need it, all right? You might kind of want it, but only when you see you want a meaningful life, then you will go for wisdom. That is something that I hope can really be drummed in this weekend. So, we go to the question. What is wisdom, right? So we know that, all right, we know that for a meaningful life you need wisdom, but what does wisdom mean to you? Right, we hear this word a, a lot, and we kind of know what it is. Like, um, I think when we come across certain wise sayings, we think, hey, that's really wise. Right? Like, um, I was in Costco yesterday with a friend who, you know, stocking up because they're going back to China. Yeah, like, uh, Costco is a big exporter of things that are made in China back to China. <laughs> <coughs> so, they are, you know, they're in Costco, and, you know, they're just going around, they're doing their thing, and then, so I look at the book section. All right, the book section, and the book section, you know, says like um, oddities and certain things. And I pick it up, and then there are like words of wisdom about work. And then Confucius says, okay, now Confucius says a lot of things, a lot of confusing things, I guess. But what he said, he was like, find a job you love, right? And then you don't have um, to spend a day working, all right? Poof, whoa. I was standing at Costco, I was like, whoa. <laughs> that is, whoa, wisdom, right? All right? Sometimes we come across wise sayings and we think, oh, yeah, that's wise. That, that must be wisdom. Or someone, you know, we like to make quotes. and We like to, you know, use quotes. Uh, use that quote, go, whoa, that is so wise. Is that what wisdom is? Is that what the Bible says? Well, the Bible does have a lot of sayings. Or maybe wisdom might be something else to you. Like, um... The other day, I was looking at my, uh, I FaceTimed my dad, I haven't seen him for a long time. I saw him, and um, I looked at him, and I said, oh, dad, your eyebrows are so bushy now. Right? <laughs> and then he says, did you know that bushy eyebrows and white hair is a sign of wisdom? I was like, whoa, okay. So that to him is wisdom. Right? So you, you get all sorts of like, what is wisdom? Right? Some people get wisdom and intelligence mixed together. Right, I think Sean was kind of subtly pointing that out to us. You, you may be very smart, but you can be very unwise. Right, I think a classic example would be, just say for example, a doctor. You know, just say for example, a doctor. doctor you know, a medical doctor is very knowledgeable in many things. All right, you ask them something, nowadays they, they just Google. But you know, back in those days, <laughs> they are very smart. Right? Um, and they know a lot of things, right? or they know how to make up a lot of things. But then there was this particular doctor, I think it was a Chinese doctor, um, he was able to like diagnose you, just, just touch 
you know, no MRI, no X-ray, just touch. I don't know what they call that in, in, in English. Pulse, yeah, touching your pulse, right? And he could tell you what kind of sickness you have. And he is so accurate. And um, yeah, he can say like, um, said to this pregnant lady, you know, touch her, her pulse. And, and he said to her, you went out on a boat trip, didn't you? Or something like that. Maybe not so accurate, but she was like, oh my goodness, how did you know that? You know, it's like God watching me or something. All right. But then the next moment after he went through all this diagnosis, you know, he was out there going for a smoke. <laughs> so this guy is very knowledgeable in what cigarette smoke can do to a body, but he himself is not being very wise. Right? Very knowledgeable, but, not, but doing something very destructive. So here we see wisdom and intelligence are not the same thing. So what is wisdom? I've given you all these examples. What exactly is wisdom? What does the Bible say about wisdom? Well, let's turn to a verse inside the Bible. <clears throat> let's go to James chapter 3. James chapter 3, verse 17. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. When you look at all these, what are they? They're just basically godly qualities. That's what wisdom is. Why is it that some people, when they say certain things, it seems like it's so wise? Because it's the quality within them that brings forth those words, isn't it? All right? It's all about the quality. God doesn't care how smart you are, how intelligent you are. He cares about your character. He cares about your quality. That is wisdom to him. Not what you get in the SATs, all right? Not what, whether or not you can get into med school. But what kind of quality are you? People spend a lot of time, money and effort to improve their physical, mental, emotional self. But what they should really be focused on is their spiritual life, isn't it? The spiritual qualities. That is what wisdom is all about. So I just want you for this particular year, just go back to this verse. If you want to ask for wisdom, you ask God to help build these qualities inside of you. And you will see something change. The things that you see will change. Even the words that come out of your mouth People will say, wow, what got into you? And you say, James 3, 17, that's what got into me. All right? God's wisdom. That is what wisdom is all about. So hopefully throughout the, these um, you know, next two days, this weekend, we get to see a little bit more about what wisdom is. Wisdom generated from this quali godly qualities in a person. So, I'm going to give you four points about how to get wisdom. So we know that wisdom is necessary for a meaningful life. We know what wisdom is all about. But how do we get this wisdom? Right? This is what we're here for, right? So I'm just going to summarize in four points, and hopefully throughout the weekend, we get a little bit more in detail what wisdom is all about and how do we get this wisdom. I'm going to offer you four points so that there's something for you guys to kind of digest and think about. First one, 
Let's go to Proverbs. All right, we're going to be talking about Proverbs um, tomorrow morning. Proverbs 9.10. What is it? The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I think this is one of the most famous, you know, Bible passages on wisdom. The fear of God, the fear of Yahweh. This is the beginning. Now, what is fear? Well, I got to say, fear basically is an attitude that we have before God. I mean, it's respect. So in other words, basically, whoever wrote, wrote Proverbs, Solomon, he must have said, you gotta have the right attitude. Right? If you want wisdom, you gotta have the right attitude. Basically it. Whatever fear means, well, we can go into that. It means to, to, to respect. Right? You gotta have the right attitude. And attitude is really everything. I mean, think about it. When you were at school, all of us, we go to school, we walk into the class, but not everyone does very well. Who does the best? Not necessarily those who are smarter than everyone, but those who have the right attitude. When you walk into that class and you really want to learn from that teacher, you really respect that teacher, you would definitely do so much better. But if you have the wrong attitude, right, no matter how exciting that teacher is, no matter how exciting that particular subject is, you're just going to fall asleep. Attitude, having the right attitude. That is really, when you come to God, what kind of attitude do you have? Do you have the attitude that you respect God so much that you will listen to everything that He says? I mean, there was this um, an example of, of, of attitude, negative example. Well, I mean, I, I should have said that, but um, <clears throat> there was this lady. She was in one of our churches. Every time there was a sermon, uh, she would start you know, writing notes, you know, scribbling notes and writing notes. That is every preacher's dream, you know? You know, when people are like, oh, writing madly, writing a lot, writing a lot, right? <clears throat> and then so, oh, you know, every time you, you're a preacher, you stand there, you watch that lady, and you like, oh, great, yeah, great, thank you. That is what I'm here for, God. That is what, I'm, you know. Anyway, <clears throat> but it turns out that, you know, when she, you know, finally revealed what it was that she was writing, um, she was writing a lot. She was writing down every wrong English grammatical mistake that the preacher was actually had said wrong. So I thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> so every time a preacher sees her writing a lot now, it's not such a good thing. <laughs> well, obviously, needless to say, she didn't really get much out of that, right? All these years, she became a very good English critic. But when it came to God's wisdom, zilch, zero. All right, you're just wasting your time. If you do not have the right attitude, you're really wasting your time. It even goes for this camp. If you are not in the right mindset, if you don't have the right attitude, you're wasting your time. You're wasting money. You're wasting a lot of stuff. Have the right attitude, number one. Okay, so I've drummed that in. All right, have the right attitude. So the second point comes from King Solomon, okay, who was the wisest king of his time. So I'm guessing that you guys still remember his story and how he gained wisdom? So God asked him, you know, what do you want? I'm not, not that way, okay, sorry. Just, um, but, you know, you know what, what, can I, what can I do for you, okay? And here, I'm not going to read the whole thing out, but uh, basically, if you take a look at verse uh, 10, 
This was Solomon's answer to God. Right? He said, give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people, for who can rule this great people of yours? He could have asked for long life. He could have asked for riches. He could have asked for anything that he wanted from God. This is God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. But he asked for wisdom. Why did he ask for wisdom? Well, he saw that God had given him so many people you know, to look after. And he had a heart for the people. And when he had the heart for the people, he wants to know how to look, you know, take care of them, watch over them, care for their needs. That is why God gave him wisdom, because he had the heart for the people. You know, wisdom is not just some kind of in individual thing. You know, I want to boost up my ego. You know, I want to show people, you know, how wise I am. And every time they come up to me, I have some wise words to say, and they just go, ah. Yes. All right. You know, that's also like every preacher's dream, right? Every word that proceeds out of my mouth, everyone go, ah, you know, wisdom. All right. No, it's only when you have a heart for people. You want to love people. God has given us so many things to look after, to take care of, and it needs wisdom. If you have a heart for that, you ask God and God will give it to you. Right? Very important. Second point, have a heart for the people. Have a heart for people, not just for yourself. Wisdom is never for yourself. It is always for other people. All right, have a heart for the people. All right, so we come to the third point. It comes from back to James chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. But if any of you lacks wisdom, so who doesn't lack wisdom? Everyone lacks wisdom. Let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. When we ask God for wisdom, remember, ask without doubting. Now, what has wisdom got to do with doubt? All right? I mean, like, if I want to ask for wisdom, you know, would I really doubt? I don't think it's going to doubt, right? I'm sure that God's going to, going to give me some kind of wisdom. What has, what's the connection between these two? Why would anyone doubt when they ask for wisdom? Well, remember this. Wisdom is about character building. Remember that? It's about qualities. And in order to build up your character in order to have qualities come out, the potential come out of you. God is going to put you through challenges, all right? Next time when you see a challenge coming, don't run away from it because it means that God sees that you are worthy for him to bring out the potential, the quality you know, that he has put inside of you. When you ask for wisdom, do not doubt. I think we all understand that. You go to the gym, right? And then you see all these muscular men. You know? well, well, I mean, yeah, I go to the gym and I see these guys. And then you think like, you know, they weren't born with muscles. If they were, that's really freaky, right? <laughs> <coughs> they really, really worked hard. Josh, right? I look at Josh, you know, every time I see him every year. You know, I'm sure he worked out. 
he must have gone through a lot of physical challenges in order you know, to have something come out. Well, that's just like any, you know, that is just like any quality. It works physically. It works spiritually. All right? You've got to go through challenges. And sometimes, I mean, no one likes challenges. I mean, put up your hand if you like challenges. That's really sadistic, okay? All right? <clears throat> no one likes challenges. But if you go through it and you conquer, you're victorious. Wow, I've got to tell you, you're going to become stronger. You know, when Pam and I, we had, we had gone out, uh, you know, as a boyfriend, girlfriend, um, for five years before we got married. And um, for three of those years, three and a half, she says. Yeah, I can't remember. It went, yeah. We were actually physically apart. We were in different places, completely different places, okay? And uh, we only saw each other, you know, within those three and a half years, once a year. <laughs> once a year, we saw each other. Now, that was tough. That was a big challenge. I mean, not just because we are apart. It was a challenge because you're always thinking, being so far apart, is someone going to come in between? <laughs> right? I mean, Pam, she's beautiful, right? So when she was in China, guys going after her. Yeah? And I'm probably thinking, oh, you know, yeah, God, you know, I know you always say, anything that is mine is mine. All right. <laughs> 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 All right, you have this faith. Yes, God, yeah, I know you have given her to me. You know, we have known each other for such a long time. But still, it's a challenge. It was tough. There are times that you want to say, look, enough is enough, all right? I don't care what it is, I just need to be with her. Well, same with me, you know. I, I might not be, you know, the most handsome guy, you know. But I was also in an environment that I could have hooked up with someone else, all right? Not hooked up in the bad way, but, you know, I could have gone out. <laughs> you know, I could have gone out and started a relationship, you know, with someone else, all right? It was really tough. But it's just amazing when we just, it wasn't just toughening out. It wasn't just self-determination. I've got to get that through. It was this faith in God, right? That God has the best for us. You know, he has us in his best interest. That is asking God without doubt, asking wisdom from God without doubt. And then three and a half years finished, and then we got together, and then we got married. And that has definitely made us much stronger than probably what it would have been if we hadn't been away from each other. I had a cousin. She and her boyfriend had been going out for six years. Six years, that's a long time. Right? Six years, you think that everything is already solidified. She goes off to a city. Within one month, she's already you know, with someone else. <laughs> That is just, this is the world. That is why we need wisdom. Right? That is why we need God to build these qualities in us. Because the world right, is faithless. Right? This world is lacking in wisdom. Right? We need God to give us this wisdom. So, we know we, we need wisdom. But we got to ask without doubt. We know that having good qualities out of us is a good thing. 
but we got to ask without doubt. All right? Well, there might be some doubt inside. All right? Doubt in the sense that you're struggling. So it's not doubt, it's struggles, okay? Yeah, I've got to rephrase that. You might have some struggles, but you've got to cling on to God and believe that He knows best. Now, I'm not going to paint a rosy picture for you. When I say that God knows best, you might lose that relationship, or you might lose something that you really desire. But at the end of the day, right, well, you're going to reap what you sow, goodness from God. Okay, so we're going to move on. Last point. Psalm 90.12. Yeah, we had a church camp in Canada uh, just last year during the summer, and this was our church theme, church camp theme. It says, so teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. So this is the last point for tonight that I want to offer you guys some insight in how to gain a heart of wisdom. All right? Ask God to number our days. All right? <clears throat> I think when we're young, we think that we've got like years, you know, we've got decades to go, and we don't think about the consequences. We just do whatever it is that we want in this moment. But no, this is what Scripture tells us. Number our days. Know that life is short. Even the people in this world understand this concept. Uh, if I remember correctly, Steve Jobs, he was also sharing his experience, with his cancer experience, with a group of um, students from Stanford, I think it was. And he said that every morning he wakes up, he looks into the mirror, and then he would say, what would I do today if this was my last day? And then, of course, he would live it out. If you know, you know how short life is, well, then you will do what really matters in life. Remember that worksheet I gave you? That worksheet I gave you? All right. <clears throat> I only gave you one minute. It is very short. All right. You have to have one of those um, photographic memories. Uh, to be able to do this in a lot of speed. Well, life is short. Worksheet is short. So what should you do? Read the instructions. All right? We also have a set of instructions from God. That's called the Bible. Read it. Because it's only when you know that life is short, you read the instructions and do what really matters in life. All right? That is how you gain wisdom from God. You know, just four very, very easy points, okay? I'm sure there's, there are more, but it is something that we can digest. Yeah, I just hope, and I wish, and I pray, all right, that everyone here this year may gain a heart of wisdom. All right, let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, Yahweh our God, yeah, Father, indeed, we are a people who are in a lack of wisdom. Yeah, throughout the ages, we think we are so smart, but in fact, we are very foolish. So, Father, we pray today that you have given us a set of instructions. You have given us directions to follow. You have given us Christ to follow. We pray that you will grant us the perseverance the courage, the faith to follow these instructions 
and ask for wisdom without doubt. Father, we pray that you will grant us the right attitude before you so that with this right attitude, we may really gain what is worthwhile in this life. And Father, I just pray that you will help us to also see how short life really is so that we do not waste any moment, but we use it to the fullest for your sake. So Father, I pray that you will bless everyone here today. Glory be to your name. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Stan is a, an assistant pastor in Toronto and really focuses on college ministry. If you'd like to get in touch with Stan, you can email him stanintoronto at gmail.com. That's three words, his first name, Stan, and then in, I-N, and then Toronto at gmail.com. And you can visit his group's website at christiandiscipleschurch.org, O-R-G. Also, in the show notes for this podcast, I have links to other posts about wisdom, as well as info about the upcoming Revive, which is going to be happening at the beginning of 2020, January 3rd through the 5th. This message, as you you probably figured out, this message that uh, you just listened to is a recording from Revive 2019, and uh, so it will be for the next few weeks as I uh, play out these messages on wisdom. And so if, if you like this kind of preaching, if you're interested in, uh, in, in joining in an event with young adults ages 20 and up at a YMCA in the middle of the winter in Connecticut, we would love to have you. So, so you can get more information about that at lhim.org. That's Living Hope International Ministries, lhim.org. Uh, we've got the registration information there. Or um, I have a link in the show notes to this episode directly to the registration for Revive 2020, which will give you some info um, for you to consider. it. We, we, we routinely have people come in from all over the Northeast region, um, and sometimes we've had people come in even as far away as Texas and Puerto Rico. So uh, even if you live far away, plan a trip, get in touch with me, and uh, we'll figure it all out. Also, just before closing out, I wanted to read out some feedback from episode 292, A Change of Affection with Beckett Cook. Tim writes in and says, great interview. Thanks for posting. Candice wrote in and said, first, you changed the music. What? You know how some people cannot abide changes. Some people equals me. Miss the old quirky intro. Second, I loved this interview. Mr. Cook's story really is very analogous to Paul's in being lifted out of a life and becoming entirely devoted to God to clarify his love and purpose for mankind. I love the encouragement implicit in this story. Seek the kingdom first. It's very uplifting for all of us. It underscores no one is beyond the reach of God and beyond the affection of God, no matter how one is living their life. God sees you and loves you and he can use you if your heart is teachable and if you are courageous. Thank you for finding these wonderful and uplifting guests. Candace, thanks for writing in. I, I certainly take note of your uh, disapproval of changing the music. I know I, I shouldn't I shouldn't do it. I really shouldn't do it, but I did it, and now it's done. I just had a couple visiting from Colorado last weekend, and one of them remarked, oh, Sean's using EDM now for his intro music, at which point, of course, I had to ask, well, what what is EDM? Uh, apparently that's electronic dance music. I don't know. 
it just sounded uplifting, encouraging. I liked it, so I'm using it for now. I, I too, am, am very encouraged by Becky Cook's story. If you haven't listened to this interview yet, you really should go back and listen to it. Um, it's episode 292, and uh, then two years ago, there was another episode I did. It was called um, Interview 18, uh, God Woo's set designer from Gay Lifestyle. And uh, that's where he really goes into his uh, testimony. Also, I wanted to mention another person with a very similar story. It's really, really parallel, although on the other side of the world. And it also happened 10 years ago, and he also just came out with a book. And his name is David Bennett. And his book is called A War of Loves. And uh, I recently read that book and thought it was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and he's he's uh, he goes he his wrestle is more on the moral and philosophical side of things, uh, but that's but I think that's great too. And his his story is a little more is a little more involved where things change slowly over time as opposed to this grandiose vision. Although he does have a, kind of a visionary experience when a lady in a pub in Australia first prays for him. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in this subject, you got to get David Bennett's book as well, uh, War of Loves. It's so encouraging to see counterexamples of what the world is, is telling us, that Christianity is intolerant or judgmental. And in reality, what we're standing for is a God who so desperately wants each and every person to become saved and come to a knowledge of the truth and to be able to come into his family, and so they can enjoy his love, not only now, but also in the age to come. And uh, this is this is the God we stand for. You know, we don't necessarily stand for every random person who claims to be a Christian and then does some insensitive or stupid thing, myself included. We stand for a God who sent his only begotten son because he loved us so much. And we have to always remember that, that at the heart of our stand is this just white hot love that our God has. And um, that's that's really who we are and that's who we need to be if we're going to, especially if we're going to reach out to people that are sort of convinced that we hate them or that there's anything other than compassion and love motivating us. So that's it for this episode. If you would like to Add your voice to the mix. Uh, just come on to restitutio.org. It's like restitution with no N, .org, and you can find a full list of all the different podcast episodes. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. And remember, the truth has nothing to fear.